Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you on 101 ESPN. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And aspiring frontiersman and soothsayer, Eric Edholm, joins us now from Yahoo Sports. He is their uh, NFL draft writer and NFL writer extraordinaire. Eric, it's always great to have you with us on the show. How are you doing? This is why I love coming out with you guys. You, you always butter me up. You always make me sound better than I am. I love this. This is great. I could, I'll do seven segments with you guys. <laughs> You're the man. Okay, well, let's start with this. Uh, what part of the frontier, as you are an aspiring frontiersman, according to your Twitter bio, what part of the frontier would you start with? Yeah, I would probably start with actually like leaving my house more than twice a week. <laughs> it's, it's been a rough uh, six months or whatever, yeah, eight months. I don't know how you know, almost a year, I guess. But yeah, no, I, I, I've been dying to travel lately. I just have been sort of cooped up here like everybody else. And so I thought I'd sort of do a, a sort of a goofy spin on that, I guess. Okay, Eric. Well, I want to ask you about the Dallas Cowboys because their yeah. issues run deep. It's it's more than just the loss of Dak Prescott for this season. You had the great reporting from Jane Slater yesterday who says that the coaching staff is kind of blaming the players. Now the players are pointing fingers at the coaching staff. I think some of the quotes were, they're totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. And my personal favorite, they just aren't good at their jobs. So what do you <laughs> think is going on in Dallas and how do they fix it other than that mrs lincoln right yeah i mean (laughs) and jane's tied in there i mean she really knows she has a good feel for the locker room and and understands what what, what's going on there and you know i think that was clearly you know reflective of what's happening right now which is a frustration and a disconnect between the staff and and the players and and look i mean some of it obviously is is i i don't know look they were bad before Dak got hurt, and Dak was doing everything he could to rescue them in games, and, and sometimes worked, sometimes didn't, two and three. Andy Dalton clearly is a step down from there. They have offensive line issues. They have linebacker issues. They have secondary issues. Zeke Elliott fumbled uh, twice. He's getting paid. You know, he's one of the top backs in the league. But the coaching disconnect thing is really concerning because, you know, Mike McCarthy came into this job with – a lot of skins on the wall, even though Green Bay fans had kind of, you know, run their course with him. Look, he won a ton of games. He helped revive Brett Favre's career. He helped make Aaron Rodgers into the best quarterback in the NFL for a you know, five, six-year period. So, you know, I really felt like this was going to be a really good pairing. What worried me was Mike Nolan at defensive coordinator. You know, I mean, he's, he's sort of a headstrong guy. He's a little bit of an old-school coach. And I don't know if, if they're responding to him. If there are other issues going on. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a one-year rental. I, I, I don't, not even for Jerry Jones, I don't believe that's, that's going to be the course he takes. So, 
Maybe their assistant Slecko at the end of the year. I think McCarthy is going to get a second season at least. And it's not just the coaching. I know there might be players that are taking shots at the coaching, but it's not as if their players on defense are that great. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Smith at linebacker, I'm not, I'm not trying to just pick on him or whatever, but, I mean, he was a, you know, such an inspirational story coming out. You know, he has this leg injury that, may, you know, some people thought would prevent him from ever playing. He plays at a Pro Bowl level. And then this season, for whatever reason, he's just fallen off. And he's a good example of, you know, they do have talented players. Uh, I don't know that they're playing up to their potential, though. They lost Gerald McCoy in the in the preseason. They lost you know, some of the other pieces around him. Alden Smith got off to a hot start. I know people locally are kind of keeping an eye on him, but he's been a little banged up and less effective. The so Marcus Lawrence, I mean, there's, you know, there's some other players. So some young guys in the secondary who, you know, second, third, fourth round picks, you thought, all right, they're going to develop. They're going to be better than, than what we've seen to date, and it just hasn't been the case. Eric, who do you think has more security with their current team, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I would say Mayfield. That's a good question. I mean, you know, the Browns are at least competitive, right? I mean, the the two divisional losses last week to the Steelers, week one of the Ravens, hasn't been competitive. I mean, that's the the biggest issue for them is that when they go up against the top top competition, and especially the, the ones in their division, things just don't look right. When they've played lesser competition like the Cowboys and other teams that they don't play well defensively, the run games look pretty good and, and Baker's been okay. Am I concerned about him? Yeah. But I do think he's got a little bit of a longer leash right now. I mean, with Darnold, it depends on so many factors, right? I mean, his health has been a problem since he's been there. It's an issue now. Adam Gase's future in New York is extremely cloudy. You know, I mean, they could end up with the number one draft pick, and Trevor Lawrence would be a no-brainer selection. They'd try to trade Darnold. So I sort of feel like the writing may not be on the wall for him, but you know the, the, the quill is getting prepared as we speak. I'm going to give you an either-or for Darnold. To Pittsburgh or to Indy? Yeah, those are both good options. I think the Chicago Bears would probably you know, be interested in looking and stuff. So, you know, there, there's probably half a dozen teams that would have some you know, level of interest in him if he became available. What's the price? You know, do we have the right situation for him? He's a talented kid. He's still young. I mean, that's the thing. He he came into this league, I feel like, a little bit, I don't say immature. I don't think that's the right way to say it, but a little bit underdeveloped, you know, kind of medium rare, so to speak. And I think he needs a little more time in the oven. And a change of scenery could do him good. But I Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense. I could see that working out there as a, you know, reclamation uh, landing spot. Okay, Eric, the Bears, the five and one Chicago Bears. Are they yeah. good? If they didn't have that Super win, Bowl team. See, right? If they didn't have that yeah. win versus Tampa Bay, I would definitely say no, but that was a good win for them. It was. And defensively, I mean, look, I, you know, there were times last year where I thought, you know, they're good defense and obviously it helped them kind of stay in games while the offense was sputtering. But I was starting to think maybe all those assets they sunk into the defensive side of the ball would kind of come back to bite them this year and that they, they wouldn't get the return on investment, but they have. And Khalil Mack's been spectacular. You know, it's sort of flying under the radar, but he's been very, very good for the, for the Bears more often than not. Um, you know, and if they could just get sort of steady play out of the quarterback position, if they can just run the ball a little bit better. Allen Robinson's played very well, even if his stats aren't tremendous, you know, but – 
you know, are they your typical five and one team? I don't think so. And this next five game slate, they could go one and four. Look who they're playing. I mean, Green Bay's up next, and you know, there's a few other issues that I think are presenting themselves in the next month or so. So. Yeah, I, I think they're a playoff team right now just by virtue of their record. Most teams start out 5-1 and one, end up getting into the postseason, obviously. But, you know, it, it's going to be a tough situation if they don't win the division and maybe get a home game and kind of get a favorable matchup that way. We mentioned at the start of this discussion that Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports is a soothsayer. Back on May 14th, an article at Yahoo Sports in which he said Joe Burrow would start game one for the Bengals and then Tua would start in week seven, a projected case for week seven for Tua. And lo and behold, that is going to be the case. It comes with a bit of an asterisk, you know, a bit of a, you know, the schedule has changed since then, obviously because of uh, pandemic reasons and things, but yeah, I mean, I just sort of felt like they wanted to be sure that they had full health, you know, and I figured Ryan Fitzpatrick would do pretty well. I mean, I, he's been even better than I imagined. So, you know, they're three and three. This is the interesting part. The timing of this, he was throwing one pass in garbage time now. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's been really good. They're three and three. The Patriots are below them in the standings. You know, the Buffalo Bills aren't that much above them. They're one game up in the, in the division. You know, the New York Jets are a lost cause. I mean, it, I just like, this is, this is a little bit odd unless they've seen enough in practice to where they feel like, yeah, you know, we, we know our kind of our limits as a team and we want to see what we get. Cause don't forget they own the Houston Texans first round pick. That right. pick could be very, very high. That could also put them in the range of another quarterback. So if they don't think Tua has what it takes or he's you know, not healthy or struggles or whatever, look, we're in an era where you can draft a quarterback one year and then go turn around and do the same thing in round one the next year. So it wouldn't be the craziest idea possible if – if that ended up happening. Obviously, they want to see him do well, and I think they feel pretty good about him. Eric, remember when the Giants drafted Eli Manning and they signed Kurt Warner, and Warner actually had a winning yeah. record, and they benched him just because they had to get Eli playing. And I'm wondering if the Dolphins are feeling feeling like, okay, we just have to get this guy going. Yeah, that's a, that's a great remembrance there. And I remember that season vividly. I was actually covering the Giants there, and you know, Warner had like all these passes that ended up at the one or two or three yard line. So his touchdown numbers were very meager, but he's playing well. But I, I agree. It's the same sort of deal. They felt like, yeah, yes, our record suggests we are in the race. The Giants were not a great football team that year. Um, they sort of felt like they had to take a long look at Eli. I don't think he missed a game for <laughs> years after yeah. that. So, yeah, that was obviously the situation. And who knows? Fitz may pull a Kurt Warner and go to you know go to some team and bring him to the world you know the Super Bowl. I almost said World Series. Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, look the the guy is pretty phenomenal. He's only thirty seven. You guys watched him come up, uh, you know, there locally. What was it a decade and a half ago? Right. So his career has been just pretty strange, but pretty amazing. All right, last thing before we let you go, Eric. There are three unbeaten teams, Steelers, Seahawks, Titans, and a lot of teams that can claim to be the best. If you make power rankings, you can afford to put a one-loss KC or a one-loss Baltimore in there. So who's at the top of Eric at home's power rankings this week? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, on any given week, I might say, hey, these these Steelers look really good, or, or you know, the Titans are a tough team to face, or, you know, I'm not I'm not sold that Seattle is the best team in the NFL or anything like that. Green Bay got humble last week. 
you know, Arizona, I think, still has some questions. I will say this. That Tampa Bay defense, the more I watched not only of Sunday but of kind of the, the entire season, that's a really good little unit. I mean, they are a plucky little group. I wouldn't, they wouldn't stun me if they end up being really good. But obviously Kansas City have to put in there Baltimore, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. That's kind of the, I would say right now, the, the cream of the crop. I'm with you. Eric, always great to talk to you. We will do this again soon. Have a, a great week, and we'll, we'll catch up. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you. Right. Thank you. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports with us on 101 ESPN. He's always great. I'll tell you what, Michelle. Don't sleep on the Titans. And I know that they were given a run for their money by a bad Houston team. But Houston did have the motivation of a new coach, and they were giving it everything they had. Tennessee can play on both sides of the ball. Derrick Henry obviously runs the daylights out of it. Ryan Tannehill looks like he's for real. So don't sleep on the Titans. But that being said, if I were one team of the 32 and I got to pick one that I didn't want to play, I don't want to play the Chiefs. No. They're the best team. Add Le'Veon Bell to the mix. Yeah. No. And the Spags has their defense rolling. They're playing really well. Yeah. Coming up next on Carriker and Smallman, today's big thing includes this date in Cardinals postseason history. That's coming your way on 101 ESPN.